0: Welcome to the Creativity Cafe for the creatively adventurous and the relentlessly curious. We have inspiring conversations with creative women from all over the world. I'm Paige Baldwinando, and I'm a creativity coach who helps people maximize their creative potential and I'm
1: also a writer. And I'm Jordana Matsuda, I'm an illustrator on my creative journey with Paige helping me along the way. We're both long-term residents of Japan, a country bursting with creative energy that inspires us every day. So go grab a cup of tea and join us in discovering new creative landscapes here on the Creativity Cafe. Hello, Paige. Hi, Jordana. So I wanted to ask you, Paige, I've been thinking about our friendship and everything that's been happening in the last few years. And it got me thinking... um, Like, How do you feel, like, all the various creative projects you've been working on, how do you feel you have developed over the last few years and things you've learned and done? Mm,
0: Such a great question. Yeah, I think for me, um, part of what I've noticed is that the more I say yes (laughs) to, like, what feels intuitively right, you know, the more I say yes to – my creative impulses and where they want to go and let go of any shoulds you know like what I think I should be doing or what you know if I were creating a structure what that might look like anything externally kind of pushed in on me when I let go of that and I turn towards my intuition and turn towards um Like what I actually like, what I actually want, who I actually am, it has led to expansion um, on a level that I would say 10 years ago, even five years ago, I really could only have dreamed of. Mm. (laughs) And like, as I'm saying this, I'm like, Paige, you sound way over the top. But (laughs) (laughs) it sounds like an infomercial or something. Let me try to sell you something. it's it's just true though
1: it's just true so 10 so 10 years ago mm -hmm. you what kind of way we were you working were you working in a more like I need to I should or like how were you thinking back then
0: 100% like I cared a lot more what people thought you know Mm. I cared a lot more what it would look like from the outside and but I didn't know that I did I wasn't conscious you know I've never been the kind of person who's like oh, what will the neighbors think like that's just never been me right but it was still in there you know all the societal conditioning of well if you do x or y or z then people are gonna
1: think this or that or the other so that was <laughs> a conscious thought that you were having yes yes this, I yeah. think so
0: and particularly you know you and I and, and many other people who are listening to are people who are functioning in a second culture, you know? Yes. So those are not just the voices of my own culture that I was born and raised in, but the one I live in, which is very different and has different standards and expectations, especially for mothers, you know? ten mm. years ago, my children were quite young and uh, they're now 13 and 15. But, you know, when they were much younger, my behavior mattered a lot more to their standard of living and, like, what their life was like, you know? Mm, Yeah. So I gave a lot of thought to what I was doing without realizing I was doing that. It's almost like there's this inner police officer, right? Okay. (laughs) You know, who is in there being like, nope, nope, not that. Nope, nope, not that. But you're not even, you're so used to it that you don't hear it as the
1: shrill whistle. Mm.
0: (laughs) You know, you just hear it as... Uh, yeah I'm not doing that
1: or that's not the thing I should do yeah it just becomes kind of brainwashed because some parts of the culture get ingrained in you without you realizing hey yeah totally and then as because here's what I think happens for
0: women (laughs) this is my you know my observation and my whatever theory hypothesis I don't know like what I think happens is that At a certain point in our late 30s, we have been policed and policed and policed and policed. And we realize that no matter what we do, it doesn't work. Mm. We're never going to be good enough, you know, according to these external standards that we have internalized and are now, you know, in our heads. So there comes a point where you realize like, I might as well do what I want,
1: Mm.
0: you know, and that is a a process that I think is both conscious and unconscious at the same time. Like it's both. And Um, some parts of it emerge quite clearly (laughs) in your thoughts sometimes. And some parts of it are just like, yeah, no, I'm not doing that.
1: Mm. And I think like, if, if like a woman decides to have kids, I think that even it kind of, that message is even clearer because you lose so much control over your life anyway because you have a child. Yes. Like you have to give up certain things in your life. Yes. And then it makes you so much more deliberate about all the other actions in your life because you don't want to give up anymore. I I speak for myself. I I don't want to give up any other parts of me that. don't have to or I don't feel comfortable with because I already feel so emotionally drained Mm -hmm. being a mother Mm -hmm. um that I think it just makes you reassess yeah it makes you re made me reassess what am I doing and what which part is of my life is autopilot and which part of my life do I need to take more control in Mm. um Mm. And sometimes I do feel like I do look around me because of the culture that we live in. And I am I being selfish? Right. Because I see so many mums who are not doing that at all. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm like, am I being selfish doing (laughs) this? Because I want to. And I'm whispering it to myself quite a bit. I totally relate. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, and one of the questions that comes up in this conversation with our guest today is, who benefits when you think that? Yeah exactly because it's probably not you no (laughs) (laughs) who benefits when we turn on ourselves Jordana yeah you know it's it's not you yeah and so yeah I mean do you feel like in your creative process that you have felt some of some movement in this direction as well like kind of dropping those things
1: yeah I think once I kind of declared to myself and the people around me I'm going to become an artist like Mm -hmm. this is what I'm doing now Mm -hmm. there was a shift yeah but then again again there's been another shift of how I want to work or the work that I'm making. And it's interesting because each podcast we record, I have a little revelation about my own process as well. Mm-hmm. And a few podcasts back, I realized um a lot of my work I was doing even a year ago, I wasn't that proud of. I mean, that's and that's why there was that hesitancy to show it to the world. Interesting. And if I'm and I, I was listening as one of our guests was saying she, the work. She's so proud of what she did. So she doesn't have that fear. Right. And it made me realize, oh, I don't, I'm not at that stage yet. Mm-hmm. And so many people say, just share it. Just put it out there. Just do, you know, mm-hmm. that's part of it. Just put it out there. And it's like, well, you, I, 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 no, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not some of my work. I'll just put it there because lots of people say, oh, that's really nice. Let's put it up there. Okay, I'll put it up. But then deep down, I'm like, oh, that's, I'm just not proud of that. That's not a representation of me and my internal, who I am internally. Yeah, yeah. Um, And I've realised I need to have that connection to my artwork to Mm. put it out there. Mm -hmm. But again, you know, this could be another part of the development, you know, of my own internal dialogue of who I am and what I want to show to the world. And, um, yeah yeah i feel like it's constantly changing to be honest at the moment
0: yeah Mm -hmm. well if you were to think of the work that you are proud to put out what what do you notice about that work um
1: it's interesting because on one hand it's it feels more authentic to to who i am Mm. but also it's more vulnerable so it's yeah and i know it's just a matter of from what I mean from what everything I've seen the growth that you've had over the last few years as well it's just a matter of repetition like the more I do it the more I realize that it is okay
0: yeah that
1: people don't have to understand me like I'm not trying to convince anybody of anything (laughs) um so yeah but knowing that I made that work in a place of joy or a place of con- yeah. being connected to something or somebody um, is more rewarding to me than maybe doing an illustration of just something. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel like i I need that deeper connection. Mm. Yes. I've
0: noticed that in you, even this year, you know, through mm. the of this year that you have had almost like a, an evolutionary jump, like in terms of. Um, the work you're making and what how much of yourself comes through it
1: yeah and I think that's becoming more and more important to to me Mm -hmm. yeah yeah
0: well our guest today is just incredible we had an amazing conversation with her where so many of these topics came up and came through she speaks so eloquently about what happens in the process of her turning towards her own joy creatively and how that has evolved and how that has flourished allowed her creativity to flourish and allowed her her practice to flourish so yeah I'm really excited about this conversation and sharing it with everyone
1: yeah Nina has such joy in the way she expresses herself hey when you listen to her you're gonna feel happy and you're gonna feel inspired because I felt like the whole time I was talking to her I was just smiling My cheeks were aching at the end of the the conversation. So I really hope that everyone listening also listens with a smile on their face. Yes, I have no
0: doubt. Yeah, I think this is just such a fantastic conversation um, for anyone who just, I don't know, has a connection to their creativity that they know is there, you know, and that they want to feel even more profoundly feel even more joyfully this is a conversation that will really turn in that turn you in that direction i think so yeah let's take a listen to our conversation with nina hailing originally from the caribbean island of curacao nina alberg has lived in the netherlands since the age of 17 Under the name Mimi Muffy, she creates bold, vibrant digital illustrations inspired by women and that represent Black women in particular. Combining evocative words with vivid images in a way that inspires both thought and action is something that Nina does expertly in her work. The people she draws brim with so much confidence, intelligence, and verve that you can't help but be drawn into their world. Bringing both audaciousness and comfort with their self-expression, the women Nina draws remind us that we're free and welcome to be who we really are. Thanks for joining us, Nina. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you for that intro. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're welcome. It's just such a joy to get to look at your work and get to play with the words around it. I was like, this is fun. <laughs> I had a great time writing
1: that today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we, we, yeah. We've long been fans of your work, so we're really excited to um, hear about your journey as to how you got here today. But can you tell us what's your first memory of doing something creative?
2: Um, my first very specific memory is I think I must have been around six or seven and my aunt uh my mom's got seven sisters and this is the youngest one um was sitting down with me and she was teaching me how to make paper dolls and she was really good at drawing um so she and that's a lot um they look my 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 Mimi's my look a lot like what she used to draw actually Mm. and um yeah, she used to and she used to sit down and show me how to draw them first and then how to cut them out and then how to trace over them to make them different outfits and yeah we made a whole shoebox full of um paper dolls and um dresses i still remember that's like one of my favorite things to remember about drawing mm-hmm.
0: wow. <laughs> did you were you always drawn to the kind of vivid colors that you use now even back then
2: yeah Mm. Yes, 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 and it and it comes from. um I don't know if you know Gem and the holograms. Oh yes, it's, I love them. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> so I loved Gem. <laughs> no, the, it's amazing. I had the best sleeping bag <laughs> with <laughs> Gem on it. I wish I still had it because I still think about it and go, why? Yes. Why have I lost that? Oh. <laughs> And so I used to love jamming the holograms and I used to love Barbies and mm-hmm. um, my mother also loved Barbies. Um, so my mother built me, um, I have a, I come from a very creative family Who's and, and my mother built me this um, entire room full of uh, Barbie houses and shops. Wow. Um, she just made them out of wood. <laughs> and uh, and she but she she ordered the furniture from the u.s because in curacao we didn't have shops that sold a lot of um yeah the, it's a small island so we don't have a great selection of things at that time so she used to order all these this furniture from um the u.s and furnish my barbie shops and barbie houses and um i had Toilets that flushed, and wow, yeah. um, you know, it was just so, and everything was so pink, and it was just so love. It was, these were such happy memories, and I think, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, <What a> dream. <laughs> amazing.
2: and I think that's where it comes from because ever since it's just been, yeah, colors mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah, I yeah. can see like the, the pinks
0: that you use are so bright and so um appealing you know and like it's yeah. different than the the standard barbie pink it's got more yeah yeah but i can see i can now that you say that i'm like oh okay you know i can see the, the love of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> and so what did you think about the barbie movie i i'm curious
2: oh I saw it and I thought it was hilarious Mm -hmm. (laughs) I thought it because I I did not know what to expect at all for some Mm. reason um the entire thing had just um escaped me um I used to see Ryan Gosling and Margot Robbie um come across in social media and I was like oh Barbie movie and I thought it was just going to be a children's movie um but then I thought and um Then I thought, okay, I'm going to watch it anyway because I heard people talk about it, and I thought it was quite funny. And it was so pretty to look at; it was Mm -hmm. so beautiful to look at. It was just me sitting there for I don't even know how long that movie was, and just going, "Wow, I know, right? I want to live in that pink house. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I know."
0: (laughs) And the muse, her her pink world—you know, like her in
2: her own—wake up every morning in her own pink world. I was like, "Yes, (laughs) yes." and it was and it was okay right it was it was not um it was not um oh uh, how how frivolous and how unserious is she because everything she has is pink she was great Mm -hmm. it Mm -hmm. was wonderful and uh, yeah and i like that about it too it was just she wasn't um a vapid character or something right i -hmm. think when when uh, how people try to sketch um, something that would look like that normally.
0: Yes, exactly. Yeah, um, there was so much so, realness yeah. and personality and depth and 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 I think you do that too in your drawings. And
1: maybe we'll get to that later. I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut a. Like, yeah. <laughs> 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 well, we can start off with finding out how you got to where you are. Hey, so Nina, can you tell us a bit about your path to where you are today as an illustrator? Um. Well, I started. Um, really drawing about eight years ago
2: Uh, I I should say again Mm. because um I've drawn ever since I can remember Mm. um it's um I I've never not drawn I have been a source of uh frustration for my teachers (laughs) Um, (laughs) because (laughs) I I did nothing but draw (laughs) and I paid zero attention and um, I've been kicked out of so many high schools just for oh. yes I've uh, yes I've been at uh, and and still I am a teacher so there you mm-hmm. go I mean <laughs> but yeah I I. All I... <laughs> sorry
0: they couldn't kick you out really you're like I'm coming back <laughs> yes and,
2: and now I'm going to run it thanks yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, I've I've always drawn. It's been it's been a thing that I I'm always doing it. Um, I do it. I did it all throughout college while attending lectures. But there they allow it because mm. I don't know. But that's great. Um, but I uh, yeah. F- my, my as I said before, my whole family is um, very creative, but everybody's got into corporate jobs, mm. um, because and being practical, I guess, and uh, making sure you have a steady income and the mortgage. Um, So I did the same. I think I made the same decision and I thought, okay, I'm going to go into teaching and I'm going to teach English. Um, And I did that for quite a few years. And the drawing just, um, I I, I gradually stopped doing it um, until about eight years ago, I think. Um, I switched jobs for a little bit and I started doing a very stressful job, and then I started drawing after work just to um, de-stress really, mm. and then I started posting new drawings, and um, then I, and I liked that, that, I liked the reaction to um, uh, that I got from that, so I started taking it a bit more seriously. And when I say taking it a bit more seriously, I just, it just means doing it more. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And, and, um, yeah, and that's how it happened. It just happened. it, It just happened very organically. There was no, um, plan planning or anything. It just happened organically and, um, uh, and suddenly more people started following and more people started liking it. And then the first time I got offered a commission, I was absolutely shocked. Mm -hmm. Uh, because I thought somebody's going to actually pay me actual money Mm -hmm. (laughs) to do this amazing (laughs) and yeah (laughs) that's how it happened um
0: well yeah would you say like it's um because it sounds like you have used it as a form of stress relief in some ways even
2: in classes way back and yeah 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 Yeah, it still is it's Mm -hmm. it's it's um um, I have a very busy mind. I um, it's very busy um, and it's very, um, it's very hard for me to focus. <laughs> and it's, I mean, it's, it's um, kind of, if I have to be doing, I have to be doing something while doing something else. I don't know mm. if that makes sense. Oh, totally. So if I'm, okay, so, so that's what it was. And I thought, I think, um, when I was growing up, um, it looked like not paying attention in class, mm-hmm. but it was actually the only way I could hear anything the teacher yes, said.
0: Right. You were, and... <laughs> you were processing
2: yeah. while you were. I was
0: processing.
2: Yeah. And and it's it was when I was in uni when um, one of my teachers there actually commented on it. And he was like, no, 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 I get it. I get it and he was like oh and that's like and then and then I started thinking about the fact that oh yeah that is actually um an okay thing I Mm -hmm. actually um you know because if I don't do it then you will get nothing out of me (laughs) so I, I have to and um and it also and that's when I was okay with it I used to so um I didn't have a because I used to have a problem with it when I was younger that I thought, why is it so difficult for me to not, to, to listen to things or to pay attention to things if I'm not drawing something. Hmm. Um, but then it became okay. Um, and then it also, because um, I, the job I did um, a, a couple of years ago was an interpreting job mm-hmm. and I was interpreting um, court cases. Oh, wow. And that is a very, yeah, that's so stressful and so um it's a job where you're talking and listening at the same time mm. um and at the end of the day your brain just goes no we can't <laughs> yeah. we're going to speak several languages at the same time right now even though you stopped working so <laughs> so drawing used to quiet them down mm. and it's still i mean i draw every day i still do it till this day i draw every single day
0: wow uh
2: there's yeah so, and it's a great help for me.
0: That's amazing. Yeah, and I think the education system has come so far in terms of recognizing that different people need yeah. different things, right? And you know, back when we yeah. were coming up, there was less um, <laughs> openness to different <laughs> of learning. And it's it's so it's such a positive thing that there's just more room for all kinds of people at this point in classrooms everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
2: I think for I think um, it's uh, for and for kids to understand themselves and know it's okay, right? But
0: mm-hmm.
2: we do not all uh, learn the same way. Yeah,
0: exactly. And I mean, in many ways, this was laying the foundation for you to do this beautiful work that you do now. The fact that you, <laughs> you know, your drawing was such a part of who you were and how you how you process what's happening around you. And so that brings me to our next question, which um, is something I've been so curious about about your work. Like when you a, a lot of your illustrations have these underlying messages about sovereignty and social justice and living this you know confident, fulfilled life as especially as people who um, might not otherwise get a lot of opportunities to do that for all kinds of reasons, right? Like there are people yeah. uh, in your illustrations who are just, like so vibrantly alive <laughs> and they're also speaking up in a way that is powerful and um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for like really engaging so I'm curious like what kinds of things might uh, inspire a specific image for you
2: um, it's different at different times I think um, because I'm always drawing it's um it's so it's 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 kind of a combination between always being having um a the pencil in my hand and always Mm. um and everything that comes in at that time so sometimes um i need to speak up about something Mm -hmm. and for me the best way is to do it that way most of the time is just to go okay i need to say something I'm going to make a very cute drawing and then I'm going to write that down on top of it. And, and that is just, that is, because that's the way um, I work through it. Mm-hmm. So that's the way I put it out. Is there's, that's, yeah, <laughs> there's no, um, I don't, I think it's, it just comes out that way. Um, yeah. It's it's just how, I, it's just how I express it. And sometimes I feel the need to, um sometimes i need to feel to speak out it's just also how um um, it looks all it all looks happy but sometimes it's all just um working through anger and frustration yeah and then it comes out looking all pink but Mm -hmm. um but it comes from uh this this is something i feel i can't uh i i can't do i can't go out and fix this right now right so I'm gonna so I'm gonna draw and it's gonna calm me down and then I'm gonna say what I feel about it I'm gonna say I'm going to spread what I want to spread about this Mm. um or so and sometimes it's just everything is so bleak yeah let me just make something pink and hopefully somebody (laughs) will enjoy this and forget for a few seconds that it's bleak and so yeah
1: (laughs) But I think that's that's the wonderful thing about your work is that juxtaposition between at first you look at it and it's really like the bright, joyful colors, and then w- when you read whatever you have with it or whatever wording you have with it, you like oh okay i I understand what she's trying to say here or what whatever it is you're trying to express, oh. you do it in a way whether it's through the words you use or the expression on the faces. I always can sense that like the the message you're kind of trying to put out into the world and i really love that like, double aspect of your work mm. thank you so much yeah, because, yeah.
2: thank you so much <laughs> because sometimes i'm it's i think any anybody who is a who does anything artistic sometimes goes i hope this makes sense yes <laughs> to <Yeah. somebody>. so. <laughs> It's nice to hear sometimes that it makes sense. They go, okay, good, good. This you're seeing what I'm doing, and so that means I'm doing what I think I'm doing. Mm
0: -hmm. It it does. It lands. We're 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 here for it. We're we're
2: hearing you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you.
0: (laughs) That's lovely. Well, and you know that really, so much of what I appreciate about your work is how you you really make accessible some extremely complex ideas, you know, and you, I, I don't know how you do this. It's its really something that I admire and respect. Like you have such a small space to make your point and you do it beautifully with beautiful colors and images, but also just so uh, powerfully. So like, for example, one of your um, illustrations has, you have a quote from Audre Lorde where, uh, she says, there's no such thing as a single issue struggle because we're not living single issue lives. And really taken as a whole, your image is champion the rights and freedoms of people who are so often overlooked. There's another image that you have uh, that says trans women are women, which is just the truth, right? It's so, it's so yes. pithy and profound at the same time. Mm-hmm. And the image that's paired with it is uh, this powerful human looking at us, You know, looking directly at us. And there's something in this combination of what you do that makes it like uh, digestible <laughs> while also being so powerful. And so, yeah, I guess I'm curious, like how you see the role of, of your work, particularly in social justice work at this point in our collective history.
2: Yeah, I like that you use the word digestible <laughs> because <laughs> mm-hmm. it's 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 because um, I think that is what it, um kind of comes down to. Mm. Because I think um, when I'm doing these things and writing these things on top of them, um, it's um, when we talked about processing before. This is my way of dealing with it. This is the, my way of for it to make sense to me. And for me to project it, uh, to send, to transmit it to people or send it out to people. Um, and I find, um, yeah, to, to, and it may, and I don't know if it should be this way, but f- to have, um, something reach somebody you have, it, it has to be attractive mm-hmm. and what is attractive to me, all of that, uh, joy is attractive to me. Pink is attractive to me. Um, I'm um, seeing people, um, uh, seeing people be joyful is attractive to me and um, it catches my eye and then I will look at it and I will read it. Um, and it makes me think. Um, and I do think that, and I think as, um, I've thought a lot about my role in social, social justice work as an artist and, um, and I don't think I can not have a role Mm-hmm. and and this is to me just because um I have so much admiration for uh, community organizers and for because that is such complex and difficult work to do and such draining work I imagine to do also and sometimes such tankless work and I consider what I do quite easy mm. I mean I go out there sometimes and protest but I don't necessarily organize the protests i you know um i'm not there 24 7. i make the drawings and i I try to keep people motivated and i try to make people feel seen Mm -hmm. and supported and connected um yeah yeah that is my that is what i feel my what i um trying to contribute um and and really the least i can do (laughs) to be honest Right.
0: yeah but also it's something that no one else could do exactly the way you do it and so it is just and that's not the only reason why but that is one reason why it's so valuable that it's what you're doing it may be it may seem easy to you and also anybody else trying to do it would be like Help, yes,
2: <laughs> thank you. It's
0: only you. Well, the way
2: I would feel, I guess, if I would have to organize a whole protest, exactly, I mean, is this I think maybe that's how I'd feel. It's just where do I start with mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Everything you're doing matters
0: so much, you know, it matters so much to have these images that are shareable, even if let's say I I share one of your images on my Instagram story, I don't have to do very much to do that. But what I am doing is saying, this perspective is one I share. This matters to me. And it's so powerful for me to get to say that to people without having to do anything (laughs) other than to push the share button. And it may be that there are people who resonate deeply with that, And this is the only way they know how to say that, you know, I think it's incredibly important.
2: Oh, but that, that I do think is, um, that I do think is very important because I, um, social media, there's so many things that we can say about social media that is bad or not, or not necessarily great, but this is one part of it that I do appreciate so much because um, I don't think I would have been able to find the people that I now am in contact with and um, the community that I have right now if it hadn't been for this Mm -hmm. Um, because um, you will find people who are um, like-minded you will find people who you can help or who can help you and um, yeah and in a way of, um, because it's quite, um, uh, I mean, the way Audre Lord says it about, um, about the talks about intersectionality, I don't think that I would be able to explain it with my own words that, um, that clearly. Yeah. So it, it's great if somebody can do that, um, it can do it, um, in such a, sh- in such short sentences and so digestible and that we can, share it and I'll be like yeah this is what we want to say. Yes, yes yeah. and you know. then you make it beautiful as uh, to that someone oh, who wants, <laughs> wants to share it
0: again you know like this combination yeah. makes it yeah. Very, yeah. yeah I think this is something that has been the case for a long time even if we think about the power of like a political cartoon right in the newspaper yeah. in the early 20th century the mid-20th century whenever the the power of an image combined with very few words can actually be so incredibly profound and it can be world-changing yep yeah yep.
2: yeah I agree I that's mm-hmm. why I enjoyed them too mm-hmm.
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> well another image you've created um features a quote by Nikki Giovanni the poet which says once you know who you are you don't have to worry anymore I love this quote so much yeah. how is this yes. theme played out in your own life and your work
2: this is one of the most important um (laughs) this is one of the most important lessons in my life really Mm -hmm. Um, and it all has to do with being a creative person Mm. um it all has to do with that it's because um once i also started leaning into this person that i am right now um it's i've never been um happier um Mm. um, or more comfortable in myself um than when i than what i have been in the last eight years of my life um because um accepting that yes i that this is something that is um um yeah creating art is something that i do this is who i am i am the person that i am i think the way that i do I behave the way that I do. I mean, there's lots of layers to it. I think, anyways, because um, um, I mean, even if you if you're a creative person, you might have a different way of self-expression. You might look different, act different, think different, speak differently. And for so long, I just I had, I just, I was just the person I thought I had to be. Right. Say that, that. And and um, in the last couple of years, I have developed into uh the person I am happy being oh. wow. and um yeah and that is and that is including the I uh, this whole Mimi mafe thing has really really been amazing for me to um do what I it is what I want to do so follow actually what I want to do and yes. it's made me happy and things are falling into place and I've never been a believer of that that um that you just do the thing that you want, the thing where your heart lies and that things will fall into place naturally for you. But it has happened for me and it keeps happening. Yeah. yeah. It's, in, and um, it's amazing.
1: Like when I look at your Instagram, like listening to you talk now and then thinking about your Instagram page, like you can almost see that development happen yeah. from when you first started <laughs> doing your illustrations to now there's quite a stark contrast, isn't there? um yeah the like underlying things are similar but the boldness of of the way you create now is quite different from like five or six years ago do you feel like yeah. you're in your truest like form of expression right now as you are today anyway I'm sure you know another five years it might change again but do you feel right now you yeah. are in that space
2: yes yeah. I do think that um um because it's it's the more you know the more you explore it the more comes out and it's just almost overwhelming but um yeah i think um and i think there's even more to come i think this is where i am now and as you said in about five years it's going to be something completely different Mm -hmm. and i'm having fun uh, discovering what it is right now and what it's going to be Mm -hmm. but yeah this this is this is great. I am, I do feel like I am truly 100% <laughs> doing mm-hmm. it the way that I want to do it and doing ha- what I want to do. And, yeah, being um, the truest version of myself. God, and what could And be? I wish that for everybody. Yes. For everybody, really. Yes,
0: yes. And it feels yeah. like like this comes through in your images as well. These women that you're drawing, mm-hmm. unfuckwithable you know, they're like, yes.
1: <laughs> the attitude. Yeah. I love
0: the attitude they have. Yeah. <laughs> We're not doing that. Like, whatever it is, like yeah. nonsense you're trying to bring when I'm doing it. Like, exactly. The the confidence that comes through, it's like when you see one of these images, you're like, Okay, I can borrow that. <laughs> I can I can take that on today. I can you know what I mean? <laughs> like if
2: that's go, that's the idea yeah yeah. And that to, is the idea, yeah,
0: yeah. like I, it's it's really, truly so clear. And kind of to to draw back uh, on what we were talking about a little earlier, you incorporate these details, like some of some uh, illustrations in particular are incredibly detailed, where there's one I'm thinking of where um a woman is sitting and reading in front of a bookcase, and all of the titles of the books are. <laughs> <laughs> like, and a lot of time zooming in and being, like, "Oh, I love that one. Oh, I love that one. <laughs> and you know, thinking about this, too, it's reminding me of to go back to the Barbie movie again because I think part of what yeah. we're, we're kind of touching on here is this um, feminine urge to come home to ourselves in a world that has exiled us from that. You know, Yeah. And part of what feels so good about the Barbie movie at the beginning, like I think what so many of us respond to is that they are home. They're doing what they want. (laughs) And they're doing it in such a way there's there's no criticism of it. And there's no sense of like, oh, this is frivolous. And because that criticism of the frivolity is something that's used to make us feel small and stupid and shame ashamed.
2: That is, yeah, that is wonderful, and that is exactly <laughs> what it feels like. Absolutely, mm-hmm. yes, that is. It is exactly what you said. Is exactly how that, um, how that felt to me, <laughs> especially. And that's and that's the word fr- frivolity. Yeah, where you know, um, where you, uh, where we are. For somehow we've been told that. The things we love and the things we enjoy and the things we think are important and the things that make us feel comfortable are frivolous and silly. Mm-hmm. And um, and the idea of seeing that and seeing, um, yeah, seeing them on screen being absolutely happy and great and in a functioning society mm. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and it's pink. You know? <laughs> it's <just> like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at it. It's great.
0: <laughs> and I just love the question. Like, I don't remember where I heard this. I wish I could remember, but the question of who benefits from us believing that? You know, who benefits from Ooh. us believing frivolous? I think we all know that the is- answer to that
2: question. We do know the answer to that <laughs> question. <laughs> And that is a brilliant question that we should be asking ourselves yes. all the time. Yes. <laughs> that is brilliant. Yeah, I'll, I'm going to look that up because I need to know. I'm writing
1: it down as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Nina, thinking about some projects you might be working on can you tell us a little bit about what you're working on or what you're excited about um things you're looking forward to doing in the future
2: um yes I'm always working on all kinds of things at the same time and <laughs> right now um, <laughs> um uh, I've I've just completed a children's book that is going to come out next year oh wow so, um congratulations yeah it's Thank you. That's it. And uh, I also um, work sadly on a different children's book with a friend of mine in New York that's called GGM Pops. Mm -hmm. And um, those are the children. I just finished a cover for a YA book that is coming out next year. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was was really fun. And um, because it was a really funny book and I love it. So that... And so those are projects, uh, commissions that I was really um, uh, excited about. And um, right now, I've I've been working on it for a while, and I'm hoping to start um, doing something with it soon. I am um, I have a project um, called um, the Misfits and Storytellers Club. Oh, where, oh that sounds interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's I want to combine um, drawing with uh, writing because I do write and um i want to do a little bit more of that so it's going to be more of a storytelling but in combination with drawing kind of project so i'm working on that still but that's still a a long that i still have a long ways to go on that one and um let me see oh yeah i'm also um writing a book and um yeah i think those are the things and also just drawing all the time so Mm. Um, I mean <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So of- it says lots of things that I can just that are not out yet, but that I'm working on. And
1: yeah. It's very exciting. Yes. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I I'm very excited. I mean, I'm excited just doing them. It's it's I'm the worst business woman in the woman in the world. So <laughs> I will work on these beautiful projects and I'll be very invested in them and forget to actually put them out. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I'm excited to work on them. So Yay. Right. I, mean, I think for so many
0: of us, that's like, not the fun part.
2: <laughs> the fun part isn't. Yeah, ex- <laughs> oh, exactly. Part it's like people. I need somebody to just. <laughs> I just need somebody to do that for me. Somebody to just go, listen, this is done. We're
1: going to do something with it now. And,
2: <laughs> and for some we can't Just
0: put funny. it away. Yeah, some people do find that to be the really fun part. Some people love that part, you know? Really? So maybe we just need to pair yeah. up with those.
2: <laughs> I need to find somebody like that. I'm really happy for them for finding that a fun thing to do because, wow, that is just awful.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a struggle, isn't it? <laughs>
2: <laughs> it really is. It really is. I, it takes me so long just to make a um, an invoice just because uh, yes. I hate it so much. <laughs> yes.
0: And, you know, <laughs> what we were talking about earlier with, like, the community organizers, like, that's their thing. And they like, they're doing it because for some reason, that's their thing. You know, it's not yeah. mine either. <laughs> and I'm so glad. That, <laughs> I'm just so glad that it's somebody's thing, you know, and that I can right. you know, be part of it in my own way. But it's not my thing.
2: Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I feel that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um. So, one more question we often ask our guests, Nina, is um, some advice, perhaps <laughs> we could say. So, when you find <laughs> yourself outside of your usual creative flow, what kind of things do you usually do to kind of guide yourself back to where you want to be?
2: There are some. Um, my first go to is cleaning.
1: <laughs> oh, me <laughs> <and> too. <idea>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it
2: is i mean you, you it's like because you hit several things at the same time one you clean your space great yes. and <laughs> secondly <laughs> when you have an organized space you know it opens up more room mm-hmm. for you to, you know at least for me it's just um one the, the cleaning part for some reason it just really calms me down And I I don't want anybody to help me with it. So I just go and I um, start organizing things and cleaning things and putting things away. And it's just like, you don't have to think very hard to do that. So it just helps clear the mind a little bit. And then the fact that there's an organized space at the end of that, where I don't have to look at things and go, oh, why are you there? You have to be over there and (laughs) and, and this, you know, and that kind of just um, relaxes me a lot and, Usually, then I'll be able to just sit down and relax and get back into it. So yeah, cleaning is a good one, <laughs> and um, <laughs> and also um, talking to my friends. I um I have some uh, really creative friends, and it's really it really helps to sit and uh sit down and just talk to them about. Um, Uh, The frustrations or that you're stuck or something and and usually hopefully sometimes um, you can and and then you do that for them when they're um, stuck Uh, but it helps it just helps to talk about creativity and it helps to talk about the the importance of creativity also
0: yeah definitely just to feel less alone in it you know yeah (laughs) I mean, absolutely I'm not the only one who experiences it
2: <laughs> exactly it's not the end of my creativity it's not over. <laughs> yes. It is, at least there's that
0: panic of like oh no I'll never again be able yeah 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 yeah
2: it, 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 and it's the and it's it's such a strange thing because deep down I guess I you know can you kind of know that it's not but at that moment it's just like I've just done my last creative things. Yes. <laughs> I've depleted it. I've depleted my creative battery and <laughs> it's over for me. all oh, gone forever. <laughs> forever.
0: It's so interesting the way the mind does this. It's like, it's kind of like a cute toddler in some ways. <laughs> you know, like, just like, I'm just gonna lose my mind for this, you know, <laughs> for a little while. <laughs>
2: But sometimes it's good to do, right? Sometimes it's really good to do. Right? I will just sometimes call my friend and she's gonna listen to this cuz I told her I'm I'm uh, I'm doing this. Yeah. And um and I'm just going to give up and I'm going to shut the whole Instagram down and I'm just going to go back into teaching 100%. I'm just going to be boring and pay my mortgage. <laughs> and she goes <laughs> and she'll go no no. <laughs> you need to calm down. <laughs>
0: I have to tell you, Jordana has done this for me several times, where I've been like, "I'm just," <laughs>
1: and she's like, "Okay." Yes. Call <laughs> <laughs> out. Need... <laughs> <down>, yes. <laughs> <laughs> we need those friends in our life, you know. We, we need them. Yeah, we really do. <laughs> we really do. Yeah. We really do. <laughs> We're social beings. When we sit by ourselves for too long, you know, it can get a bit dark sometimes. So. <laughs> yes. it really can
2: it's just like it's such a weird satisfying spiral isn't it just going oh I'm just gonna go full dark and just pessimistic and the and it's great to have somebody pulling out of that sometimes
0: it really it's like just letting off that steam you know and it kind of feels good in the way that it's also like okay this is if this is my worst case scenario it's not that bad you know what I mean it's not that true sure. I would live and and in some ways that part I think really helps that little toddler mind <laughs> to be like,
2: okay. <laughs> I love that toddler mind I love that because I can just see it yeah <laughs> sometimes it just needs to have a fit <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely you just need to let it happen and then somebody will pull you out of it but you have to have it yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh I love that this is such such helpful um uh things to think about that you just gave mm. us there thank you and thank you for this whole conversation it's just been such a joy to talk to you thank you
2: so much it's been it's this has been lovely I'm just not re- I don't usually do these kinds of things so because I'm just a scaredy cat but this was lovely mm. I can't believe an hour has almost passed I know yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> we just we really appreciate you being with us and we would love to share uh your work with anybody listening so that they can find it too and take a look at it because it's amazing and you want to do that if you're listening please go look
2: <laughs> where can people find you, <laughs> would now, you love- the best place to find the, the best place to find me is on just on instagram at the moment um i, I just um type in Mimi bimimofi And um, I don't have anything else because I have been working on my website forever and I just can't get it um, finished because I'm bad at this. So um, Instagram is the best place to find me. And if ever that website goes up, I'll inform people (laughs) through Instagram.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well we just appreciate you so much we love your work and uh we can't wait to just continue seeing what you put out in the world thank yes. you, for everything you do. thank
1: you so much for joining us today thank yeah thanks nina thank you for having me <laughs> Now it's time for our Ask Us Anything section. This is when we answer questions that are sent in by listeners. So Paige, do you have today's question for us? I do.
0: This question comes from Catherine in Vermont. And she says, hi, guys. Love the podcast. I have a question I'd love to hear your answer to. Recently, I was speaking to a friend of mine who's a professional artist, and she made the distinction between fine art and what she called crafts. It made me feel curious because I'm not sure what the distinction is there. Where do we draw the line? How do we know if something is considered fine art or craft? Is one necessarily superior to the other? I'd love to hear your thoughts.
1: Thanks for taking my question. Hmm. Mm, very interesting. I think what, what, is... are your, what are your initial thoughts, Paige? Yeah. <laughs> well, my initial thoughts are
0: essentially that um, these type of, of hierarchies you know, Mm -hmm. uh, that we draw, that we are all kind of subject to (laughs) are totally arbitrary and are made by people in positions of power to um, create artificial distinctions in order to, you know, Create a sense of value around certain things and lack of value around other things. And generally, um, in the past, we have been able to see the distinction of which which demographics mm. <laughs> fall into the valuable <laughs> category mm. and which demographics fall into the less valuable category. Mm. So, that's my first response. Um, how about you?
1: Yeah, when. I was listening, I was thinking, you know, one, why is is one called fine art and one is called crafts? Like, why crafts? Because, you know, if we think about (laughs) the various type of art, it's all art. So I think it's a way that more conservative um, people within the art field are trying to, like, intellectualise art <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and maybe they feel that maybe you know um, and, and also maybe some art that's made has a more complex um, meanings or um, thoughts behind why it was made like the experimentation as to why and how it was made whereas other art maybe it's more just a reflective piece of of what they've seen in the world mm-hmm. I think it's just a different process I don't think any either has more or less value right because in the world we all love beautiful things <laughs> and everyone's sense of what's beautiful is different yes um, so I think it's I think that distinction is drawn because people want to intellectualize what art is hmm right yeah.
0: And do you think there's any because when I think of crafts, sometimes it crafts are utilitarian. Mm. You know, like a a quilt or other things that could be used around the home could be crafts, like even wood turning, like making a bowl, mm. for example. Like I don't know. Do you think there's a any anything there in you know whether the object is created for a purpose of use versus whether it's created to um, be mostly observed or interacted with. Or I wonder, what do you think?
1: Yeah, that's a, that's so, that's it's really hard, isn't it? I think that all art that's made has a different function. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. and because something's functional doesn't make it any necessarily more or less valuable right? in terms of money or in terms of you know the way we see it in the world because we all have our own taste at the end of the day
0: yeah right so
1: you know there could be a wonderful piece of art that is you know a hundred thousand pounds but if you don't like it you don't like it Mm -hmm. Um, right yeah and yeah I think you know as well I wonder if it goes back to if we go back a few more generations if we think about craft work it wasn't done by (laughs) upper classes of society was it no so
0: yeah that's that's where my initial response comes from Mm. (laughs) <laughs> it's it's uh, it feels to me like a devaluing of a certain kind of making. yes um, which may or may not have been done primarily by women uh, and primarily in situations of service, yes. right yeah. Where the the object being made is either for use or even it's, dec- it's it could be decorative. Um, but either way, it's not seen as distinctive or interesting or there's no philosophical as you were saying earlier you know underpinnings Mm. to this quilt or whatever yeah may or may not actually be true
1: yeah right yeah and i think i but i think that's where the the world is changing though nowadays because there is more and more art accessible to everybody at different price points and I think social media you know has made it easier for people to share their artwork and share whatever it is they're making you know whether it's ceramics or um, sewing or if it's you know embroidery whatever it is Um, people are always looking for beautiful things to fill their homes I think Um, yes Especially after the pandemic. Do you think after the pandemic, I feel like people appreciate the small, beautiful things in their home more than they did before? Mm,
0: yeah, I could absolutely see that being the case. Yeah. Yeah. I think that oh, the pandemic did so many things in terms of asking us to consider, <laughs> to introspect about, um, I, or just to be even more conscious of what we have in our lives mm. and what we need and what we don't you yeah. know all of you yeah. um, and I bet you're right I bet you're right that there was this turning inward that we all did out of necessity that probably for a lot of people you know created a an inner <laughs> conversation of like do I even like this yes yeah 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 <laughs> yeah <laughs> do I even want this in my space? Mm. Like, you know, my great aunt May gave this to me and I don't even want it,
1: you know, or whatever. Whatever And and like when I think about like some of the guests we've had on during different seasons, if you think back to like 10 years ago, it wasn't cool to sew your own clothes. It wasn't cool to, you know, do embroidery or cross-stitching. But now there is groups of people that are, their passion is for that craft is so strong. It's just contagious, isn't it? And people have kind of been given permission to say, actually, I do love doing this. And it's not something that I need to hide or something I do secretly. People are embracing Mm -hmm. each other's passions and Mm realising, well, I could try that too, actually. That sounds like fun. (laughs) Um, Whereas, you know, when I was growing up, I don't think that was the case Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. and I love what
0: you say there about the passion element you know because I really think that that has a lot to do with and this is something we talk about so often the the just ache the hunger the craving for creative community you know and wanting to be around other people who love creating the way we do Mm. you know that is something that so many of us are missing that we want very badly that we don't know how to get necessarily. And when we're around passion for creating, it ignites us too. Yes. You know, and in many ways that can come through something much more grassroots (laughs) than needing to go to this or that university and graduate and do your art, you know, in a giant world city and be able to sell it in galleries like all the stuff Mm.
1: right because it's more accessible isn't it that way Mm -hmm. yeah yeah
0: and quite possibly more fun I don't know we don't have to compare it doesn't really Mm -hmm. matter
1: but yeah I think I think it comes down to you know everybody has a thing they want to make and some people it's gonna it's going to be something everyone can enjoy and for some people it's going to be something only some people can enjoy and Mm -hmm. I think that's just the way it goes in most industries I guess right I
0: suppose yeah well I was just gonna say like one of the things that did pop into my mind as we're talking about this is like is this really just a marketing distinction
1: you know (laughs) I I think I think it's intellectual I think some people want to feel like they're very educated when it comes to the arts (laughs) yes right you know art history and everything that goes with that and Mm -hmm. you know seeing patterns or themes or you know Mm -hmm. reflections within society you know they want to dig into that side of what art means Mm -hmm. um whereas others others don't so Yeah. yeah that's probably the main difference now I don't know I wonder.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's a really interesting question. It um, is. It's very interesting. Hey? Yeah, I love this question. And I would love to continue this conversation, really. If other people have thoughts and want to write in and, and chime in on this topic, I would really love to hear that. So mm. if you'd like to write to us, please always feel free. we love to hear from you um how
1: do they do that jordana they can email us there's our emails in the show notes it's the creativity cafe 21 at gmail.com or you can send us a dm on instagram um and we will definitely read it and read it out on one of our episodes so send us mm. send us a message
0: please do we always love hearing from you even if it's just to say hi thanks friends listen again next time bye If you like the Creativity Cafe podcast, please subscribe and share it with other people who you think might like it too. Subscribing means that you never miss an episode, which means that we get to share all of these delightful conversations with you, knowing you'll get to hear every single one. You can subscribe by going to the show page on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts, and then just tapping on the plus sign or clicking on follow. It really helps the pod for you to do that. While you're there, if you'd be willing to leave us a rating and a review, we would love to have that too. We love to read what you think and hear your opinions, your thoughts, your feelings about the Creativity Cafe podcast. So please do go and leave us a rating and a review. Thanks, everyone.